Hey gang, Tom Mullen here. Do you have a child who spends more time than you'd like in front of screens consuming low quality content? Well, you can turn that screen time into something fun and worthwhile. I'm talking about mini coders, an educational game-based platform including companion apps made for kids with video tutorials, virtual assistant, and games where kids learn coding skills while they play in the Roblox metaverse, all under the safety and guidance of a virtual assistant and in-game tutors. Minicoders is perfect for homeschooled, unschooled, or traditionally schooled children alike and helps them build 21st century skills and have a ball doing so. Right now, you can try out Minicoders with no obligation by registering for a free trial at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash Minicoders. That's M-I-N-I-C-O-D-E-R-S. Again, just visit TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash Minicoders and start your free trial today. Every revolution starts in the minds of the people. Arm yourself for the war of ideas. Take back your life. Take back your liberty. Tom Mullen Talks Freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tom Mullen Talks Freedom. Today, Jim Ostrowski is back. Jim is a trial and appellate lawyer and author from Buffalo, New York, my hometown, and he also graduated from my alma mater, St. Joseph's Collegiate Institute, in 1975. Jim obtained a degree in philosophy from the State University of New York at Buffalo in 1980 and graduated from Brooklyn Law School in 1983. Since then, Jim's devoted much of his career to the fight for freedom, both in the courtroom and outside of it. But today he's here to discuss an event he's hosting tonight here in Lockport, New York, called The Grand Jury as Sword and Shield and the Fight for Liberty. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be back. So what is the event all about? I've heard a lot about jury nullification, but I don't think I've ever heard about how a grand juror can, can help defend us against the government. Well, as we've talked about, so I have a, a, a website, libertymovement.org, and the concept of that is not that we're totally against politics, lawsuits, and lobbying things of the conventional sort, but these things are all sort of rigged in some sense, and the average person tends to lose out. So we're trying to come up with ideas. Obviously, the country's on the wrong path. Trying to come up with ideas to use direct action, which is what what all of us can do you know, today or next week and, and not wait five years to advance liberty. So one of these things, it doesn't come to mind when you think of direct action, but being on a jury, whether it's a trial jury or a grand jury, we can get into the difference, is a sort of a form of direct action because certainly on a trial jury, if you vote to acquit, that's it. It's the end of the trial. You've actually done something as opposed to being one of 150 million voters. Now, grand juries, they they exist to investigate and charge people with felonies. Very important. It's very secretive and the public doesn't know much about it. But again, if you vote not to indict and you need a couple other votes to go along with you, if the majority votes not to indict, 
that that decision is done and that person cannot be prosecuted. So it is really, in theory, a form of a form of direct action. So why why the grand jury is important? Well, you've got the state of New York, which after the Bruin decision came down in validating some of the New York gun laws, the the entire New York state government conspired to overturn this decision and passed all these draconian new laws that were now forced to sort of litigate in, in the courts. So the uh, they've created a lot of new felons out there. You know, if you prior to an injunction being recently issued by Judge Sinatra in Buffalo, who's actually another member of the St. Joe's family because his son was on the track team there. Prior to that injunction, if you're part of a security you know, volunteer at a church and you bring a gun and you've committed a felony. So now to be charged with a felony, again, you have to be indicted by a grand jury. And so what we're trying to we're trying to get people to, to be aware of is that many things we want them to be aware of, one of which is that maybe the key takeaway from tonight, if you're on a grand jury, the judge isn't your boss, the prosecutor isn't your boss, no matter how much they act like your boss. Nobody is your boss. And, and Judge Scalia stated that in a famous decision we'll talk about tonight, U.S. versus Williams. And you do not have to indict. They don't really want you to know this. Maybe you can read the jury instructions to reach this conclusion, but we're going to spoon feed it to you. You do not have to indict anybody, in my opinion, as a lawyer, if you're on a state or federal grand jury, if you do not want to indict that person, whether it's because you disagree with the law, you think the prosecution's unfair or, or the lack of evidence, but you do not have to indict. So in that sense, we talk about using the grand jury as a shield. We want to tell people, like, if you're a Second Amendment person and you happen to be on a grand jury, we're not talking about influencing current grand jurors, obviously. We're talking about educating the public if they're on a future grand jury so they know what their rights are. They can refuse to indict some of these imaginary gun crimes. So that's sort of an intro as to what the program is tonight. We're going to really go into some of the nuts and bolts of being a grand juror, what the actual law says. And this isn't just, you know, this isn't like a, a, a crank legal seminar. I'm talking about, I'm going to read from the New York State Criminal Procedure Law. I'm going to quote court cases. This is, in my view, the truth of a grand jury. It's just that it's not well understood. You're not going to learn it after you go to the court to be on a grand jury. You might as well learn it before so we can start to use the grand jury as, as one weapon out of many to fight the, the, the ever-increasing tyranny that we're suffering from. You know, one thing you mentioned, I wanted to clarify, is it the case that to get a grand jury indictment, you only need a majority, not a unanimous vote? That's true. There's there's 23 people on, I think, state and federal grand jury, and, and it is just a majority vote, different from a trial jury, because you're not convicting the person. The standard's different, and all you need is probable cause as opposed to reasonable doubt. So it's a different, it's a different animal. But yes, you do you you do only need a majority. But but still, if you're on that 23, not only do you have your one vote, which nobody can take away from you, they deliberate in, in secret, which has some pluses and minuses. But the plus of the secrecy is nobody can later question what you did. So you can, as long as you don't use anything illegal, a bribe or force or whatever, or a threat. If you're just using, you know, your ability to persuade people, you can, maybe you're the one person who doesn't want that person indicted. You can say, why are we, 
why are we indicting this person for, say, they brought a gun to church because the, the minister asked them to be part of the security, and there was a traffic stop and an accident, the, the gun was discovered, whatever. This person didn't do anything wrong. Why are we indicting this person? Oh, it's because the prosecutor told, no, the prosecutor can't tell you anything. And this, and this, this is an example of the thing that we're trying to get across tonight. And by the way, we want this, next one's probably going to be in the Southern Tier and then Erie County, and then we're going to take it on the road. I want this to become a national thing. Obviously, I'm not going to do 3,000 seminars in 3,000 counties. We're going to actually train people to do it if there's interest. If there's not, then, then there's not. But we think that this is an important you know, mechanism to, to sort of retake our, our liberty, other than you know, waiting around for the, the GOP to you know, win an election and actually do you know, fulfill their promises, which is not a very good record of that. It's funny because what's frustrated me my whole life is the knowledge that most people, let's just say, for example, support decriminalizing marijuana, yet they'll go into a grand jury and then sit on the jury in the trial and follow the instructions of the judge or the prosecutor in both cases even though there's no consequences for refusing to indict or to acquit absolutely nothing and they should be able to figure this out without anyone telling them and it's almost like people there's just such a different ethos among the american public because you know a hundred years ago a big part of prohibition being abolished was people just refused to convict we're just not going to convict this guy on this side we don't care if he's guilty as sin we're not going to do it what happened why why does nobody think like that anymore well I hate to say this, but if you if people come to the program tonight, I'm going to drill down into a lot of the nitty gritty about why this happens. And I won't give away the whole program. But the first problem is, you know, as libertarians, we think that jury service should be voluntary. We think people should serve on a jury as, as good citizens. But it should be voluntary. So the first thing is you get a notice in the mail you have to do this. And if you don't do, you know, it's contempt of court. It creates a sort of a sour atmosphere for calling people to a very important civic opportunity where they have a tremendous power and responsibility to do the right thing, that you're sort of compelled to be there. And we're all busy and so on. So it starts out on the wrong foot. And then you go to the courthouse and they say, empty your purse here. They treat you like a criminal. I think all those searches are bogus and illegal, but you know, the, 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 they do them anyway. And then you're kind of shunted into a room and, the, you know, you're told what to do, even by the court staff, not even the judge. So you get this attitude that you're really kind of second class citizens, which goes against the whole concept that the grand jury is there to check the power of the government. All you are is abused all the way to the courthouse. So we're going to try to do is maybe deprogram people and say, look, yes, yes, it's annoying. And you get the notice and it's annoying that you have to empty out your pockets in your wallet and take off your belt. I love being told by a grown man, take off your belt. You know, it really makes <laughs> me feel like a, a, a solid free citizen. Let's take a short break for this important message. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? That would probably creep you out. Well, that's exactly what happens every time you go online. Your internet provider stores logs of every website you've ever visited and can legally sell this data to anyone. Worse yet, 
The government can obtain your data via bulk FISA order, even if you're not personally suspected of any crime. That's why I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Mullen right now and find out how you can get three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Mullen. Protect your data and get three months for free today. But you endure all those humiliations. Once you get in that room, now you have the power. And maybe you, you, know, you could turn the tables on these people, both on, you know, in, in, both on the Second Amendment front and, and other issues. And, 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 you know, drug crimes are obviously imaginary crimes. They're made up crimes. And, but also the other thing we want to talk about, and, we, and I had a, a webinar last night with Naomi Wolf, the third one I've had, that using, how can we use the, the criminal law to as a sword against the lockdown because let's face it over the last two years lots and lots of things have happened that are wrong and when you when you take a look at the penal law and the federal criminal code you wonder i wonder if some of these things are are crimes you know if if you you know we've heard that they overestimated the number of covid deaths now you you enter covid as the death cause of death when it wasn't on a medical chart. Well, you know, that's a number of different possible state and federal crimes. So one of the things we're going to encourage people to do, if they do get on a grand jury, and, and they have the ability to initiate their own prosecutions, they don't know this. This is, again, with one of the points of the, of the seminar tonight, is start to look into some of these things that have been going on during the lockdown and, and determine whether people should be actually prosecuted. So that's that's the the sword element of tonight's program. And again, we it'll be an interesting show. I know there's a bunch of debates tonight as a political junkie. I'm going to be watching some of these, but don't watch them live. Come to our event. Watch it. It's it's I give the details. Watch these debates on tape, but come to our event. And the, the event's at Lockport, seven o'clock. It's at the Best Western Plus. It's five one five South Transit Road. It's very easy to find. And uh, it, it'll be an interesting show and uh, program. And Dave Mangiello is a longtime activist in Niagara County. He's going to be there. And Dwayne Whitmer is there. They're, they're both co-sponsoring the event with the uh, Dwayne's vice chair of the State Libertarian Party. And interesting, I just talked to Dwayne and he, the, I think the party has been chastened, if that's the right word, by recent you know, elections and the rigging of the ballot and so on. And I think the party is, is ready to move in the direction of more direct action, which I think will be more effective. Well, you said a whole bunch of things there. The first thing I was thinking when you were talking about how we're cowed into jury duty and then treated like criminals, I, I don't understand why people don't react like, oh, oh, you want this guy convicted? Look, he's going home. I don't care if you caught him with a gun in his hand, standing over the body, asking him if he wanted some more. I'm quitting. You know, I mean, again, I guess there's just this frustration I have with these people feeling like, Oh, the, the guy in the black robe told me I have to do this and I'm just going to have to do it then. No, you don't have to do anything. You have to show up or they might come and get you. But once you're there, you can, you can vote any way you want. 
And th this is one of the things that kind of bothers me about conservatives, because, you know, we, we, we have plenty to say about about the so-called liberals who have nothing to, to do with being liberal anymore. But they'll they'll actually believe this is a bad law on the books, but think, well, it's just important that we uphold the rule of law. No, I mean, your ancestors did not do that. Your ancestors acquitted people they knew had broken the law, caught red handed. And this is a big part of American history that's been forgotten is this is this is why it's in the Constitution to guarantee the jury power so that the government itself never has the final say. And this could, like you said, it could be applied to lockdowns had people decided, look, we're not going to we're not going to close. And the public generally said, we're not going to convict anybody who was prosecuted for not closing. There would have been no lockdowns. Exactly. Look, the founders were very smart. Jefferson read Latin and Greek. They understood the history of, of Rome and all of the different, you know, regimes that had, had gone on over the last two, 2,500 years. And do you think that they suspected that the legislature might abuse its power and pass some bad corrupt laws? Of course they did. That's why, and I pointed this out in a couple of essays, the concept of having no government at all was not a thing in 1776. But they were aware that government was a very dangerous thing. And they, they said, we're going to take two elements of a normal government and take them away from the government and put them with the population, the people. One is the right to bear arms. That's not part of the government. That's our thing. And the second one is juries. And they both, certain commentators have both called them the citadel of liberty, guns and juries. So you do have that power. It's deliberately given to you by the founders, who were very, very studious people. They understood they were doing this was not an accident. This was on purpose. And yes, you can go in there and you have the power to do as you wish on a trial jury. But on a grand jury, here's the interesting thing. What if a grand jury doesn't indict for an imaginary gun crime, the, the, the security guard at church back in heat. That's not actually nullification. And the reason why it's not, not, it's not nullification is the law gives them that power. If you read the, the statutes and the constitution and the federal court rules, they do not have to indict. It's not even nullifying anything. It's not in any way, shape or form illegal, even in theory, it's perfectly legal. And if we actually got that message around, and we're not going to wait till the curriculum is reformed and so on in 20 years from now, we're going to get these meetings out. You know, everything happens faster in the year of the internet. Maybe, maybe instead of having physical programs, we can have Zoom and so on so we can reach these 3,000 counties faster. But if we train enough people and they train other people, we can get one of these programs in all 3,000 counties in the country. And everybody will know that the, being on a grand jury is a tremendous opportunity to, to vote for liberty. And you have the right to do that. So I think that's what we're trying to get started tonight. And we hope people are interested in this message, as opposed to just, again, being one out of 150 million people voting. As I said, it was, you know, up in Niagara Falls, where, where, where you were as well, the last election that really significantly increased liberty was about 1800. So, you know, voting isn't really getting the job done, folks. So maybe we should try something else. I'd say 1884 and, and 92 as well with my with favorite Gro president. With Grover. With, 
Yeah, Grover's yeah. Buffalo. And I'm, it's not just because he's a Buffalo guy, but <laughs> no, he, listen, he before I let, let me be a responsible member of the media and just present this other case that I know must run through some people's minds, conservative and liberal or libertarian. But what do you say to the argument that promoting this is going to break down a system where, you know, we don't really have a rule of law? And, you know, the protection that the supposedly provides us from our lives and property being invaded will start to break down if people just feel like they can acquit anybody they want. What do you say to that? Well, it's a, it's a good question. So I think I think the answer is, again, the distinction between real crime, crimes that the founding fathers would have understood because they were in the English common law and the American common law, your classic crimes involving violence or, or theft. People are going to continue. Nobody likes those people and everybody's going to continue to indict and, and convict those people if the evidence is there. Obviously, if the evidence is not, they will acquit. It's just these sort of made up imaginary crimes that that you get when you when you had that progressive swing starting in 1913, where, you know, the government's going to solve all of our problems by passing a law to deal with every conceivable situation. And the next thing you know, I think somebody wrote a book, is it eight felonies a day? It was a lawyer. There's so many things that are illegal that you can't even keep track of them. So I think the key, the key concept is is the concept of and I'm 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 I can't think of the right word the legal term mens rea I'm sorry there's a thing in, in in the old common law that you had to have a guilty mind you you had to to be con, to, to be indicted or convicted of something you had to have an intent to do something bad and that's the difference. If you obviously murder, rape, robbery, and so on, these are evil acts in the person. You don't accidentally commit those acts. But you can stumble into a church and not having read the law passed four months ago, and all of a sudden, again, you're you're facing a C felony, which if you're convicted of or D or C felony, a C felony is five years mandatory state prison time. I've had people who had to take a plea to a lesser offense, because if they go down at the trial, even though they might've had good defenses or trying to go for jury nullification, if you lose, you're going to state, you're going to the slam or the real, the real prison attic of places like that for five years or Albion if you're a female. So- And losing your right to bear arms for the rest of your life. Let's take a short break for this important message. Friends, if you're enjoying the content here on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom, you can support my efforts here a couple of ways at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support. You can join my Patreon for as little as $3 per month and get machine transcripts to every episode and access to my members-only MeWe group, while all access patrons also get my paid subscriber-only articles and videos, or you can become a VIP patron to get all of that, plus access to all of my online courses and a signed copy of the Tom Mullen book of your choice. Now, if you prefer Substack, I also post my paid subscriber-only content there. Find links to all the ways you can support the show at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support. That's TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support. Become a supporter of Tom Mullen Talks Freedom today. 
And now let's get back to our episode. How could I think about love with a girl like you? Exactly, under federal law. So that the key thing is we, we've lost this great libertarian old English common law, these, of the concept of, of mens rea. In other words, the, the concept of mens rea protects your liberty because you really shouldn't be punished by the government for doing something unless you had a desire to go out, get up, and do something bad to another human being. And none of us have sympathy for those people. That's where they're, 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 they're not friends of liberty. The, the, the private criminals are, are hurting liberty too. So I think if people keep in mind that concept of the great libertarian principle of mens rea, nobody gets convicted unless they have an evil intent to harm another person. That will be the very clear distinction in common sense that will guide are, are hopefully better, more aggressive, and more informed grand juries in the future. And I, as a final thought on this, I think this is starting to sink in, especially with the Trump supporters, how the um, <laughs> exactly. prosecutors went after Trump and, and some of his associates. I had Paul Manafort on here a couple of episodes ago, you know, and whatever you think of lobbyists, I mean, this guy was just completely railroaded. Even I, before I read his book, well, he had the idea that, well, I don't think he was guilty of anything with Russia, but he is probably dirty up to his eyeballs. But it turns out it's just more of the same. The way they treated Trump and his associates, that's the way they treat everybody. Every prosecution is like that. They're always overreaching. They're always trying to convict somebody of more than they did if they did anything at all. Every drug case, they run up the score, inventing these conspiracies with people, the, the poor schlep who got caught with a bag of something you didn't even know. So I, I think the more we could impress upon people, this is how the system works. The system is not there to be fair. It's there to put you in jail. And once they got your name on a list, they're not, they're going to play dirty. So it's, it's, you shouldn't feel bad at all about exercising your right as a juror, either a grand juror or a jury, a juror on a jury trial to acquit if you think that's the right thing to do. Just one more time, Jim, where is the event and what time does it start? It's, it's tonight, seven o'clock, Best Western Plus Hotel, a nice place in Lockport, New York, 515 South Transit. And let me just get in an old quip. As you say, the right wing is beginning to experience you know, the, the, the wrong end of the criminal justice system. A liberal, they used to say a liberal is a, is a, is a conservative who got indicted. <laughs> right. They suddenly are aware that there's a bill of rights. Can we can we change it to libertarian now? So, you know, we don't even get confused. <laughs> yes, you're, you are correct. That's a good amendment. Yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly an amendment. All right. We'll post a, a link to the Facebook event page and also the address on the show notes page. I encourage anybody within driving distance to get over there and uh, learn more about this. I'm sure that you will uh, you'll be glad you spent an hour or two, you know, learning about what you can do to protect us from this out of control government. Jim, I appreciate it so much. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me on in short notice. All right, friends, that's going to do it for today. Just a few reminders to stop by TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support and check out all the ways that you can support my efforts here, including joining my Patreon or my Substack. 
And if you haven't already, make sure that you go to itsthefedstupid.com to download a copy of my free ebook, It's the Fed Stupid. And as always, if you like the music you've heard here on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom, you can hear more at TomMullenSings.com. Thanks for listening. The war of ideas has only just begun. Arm yourself with the knowledge you need by heading to TomMullenTalksFreedom.com and subscribing to our email list. And remember, every revolution starts in the minds of the people.